Calling for it. James can only fist it. It comes for Cantona! I don't believe it! Well left by York, fed by Cole. Back to Andy Cole from Dwight York. Fantastic goal for Manchester United. Can Manchester United score? They always score. Gitch with a shot! Sheringham! Name on the trophy! Beckham. It's a Sheringham! And Solskjaer has got it! Ready! Let me begin by saying welcome to the podcast, Gordon, and thank you for your time. It's much appreciated. Anytime. I'd like to start this conversation by emphasising that when I announced this interview, the amount of questions I received was spectacular, to be honest, which to me, it says an awful lot with regard to how popular you still are amongst United fans. How much pride you take in how the United fans perceive you to this day? It's nice, obviously, it's nice, but it's nice to know that you're, you're respected and you're Right, way after you're finished. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's much difficult sometimes when people say to you, you know, oh, well, yeah, you're playing great at the moment. But it's, you know, it's like 30, 40 years. And, you know, you must leave something. And when you see it and when you hear, hear about what's your favourite goal, I think it's, it's pretty well done when the videos now go out and the goals are there. I just look at it myself and say, well, did I really do that or did I do, you know, could I have done something else? And you look at all the games, whether you're in the cup finals or you go into a top game or you go into a game that's suddenly, you know, like, like I watched the Peterborough game the other day and it was it surprised me. I thought I'd done something and then I completely done something completely different. So when people said, tell you that, you say, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it, but I did. I started to watch it a lot now. You touched on your goals there, and you've scored some wonderful goals for United. And I want to know, first of all, what do you think is your best goal? And second, what's your favourite goal personally? I think, I, I think, to be honest with you, you know, now I'm finished, uh, every goal's really good, I think, are the ones that Millwall have scored, and I think are the ones that uh, at United... And and uh, and other teams that I played for around, you 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 don't really pick out the favourite. I think the favourite one is obviously the one where I think we were six years out from winning the European Cup, and the side side had changed. They'd got relegation. They come the the came, they came back up because I was playing for Millwall at the time and 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 got absolutely hammered by them, but became one of them. Became a red. Um, and then, you know, and I think I was only 19, 20, and I thought, holy moly, there's a complete difference in the standard. They were in the second division, we were in the second division, and it was like, you know, we were called the Lions, and yet we went to Old Trafford and we felt like the Christians in the, you know, in the Lions there. Yeah. Of course, they have, you know, 50,000 odd supporters following us, uh, following, you know, United. That's a, that was the first impression I got, but I, I felt really comfortable there. And I didn't realise I would be there. But I said, this is the stage I wanted to play on, whether it be in London, whether it be in, in Manchester. Three London teams came in for me, and I ended up coming up, you know, up north, which 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 I, I loved, you know, which was which was brilliant from the south. But they're all favourite goals. It's a semi-final goal. The goals that are unexpected things that I do or did, and I can't explain them. I just did it. I know, like now as a pro coach, I can't. 
teach that. Yeah. I can't put that in somebody and say, if you do this, you'll be a great player. If you just, you, you can't say that anymore. You know, I, I, they say, oh, how did you do it? I said, if I tried to teach you that, I said it'll take me for, for a lifetime. So I, I, I pretty well much can't do that. But all the goals I scored, you know, I used to practice volleying a lot. I used to, you know, that, that was something that was easy for me. I just found it easy. It may have been very hard for other players. And uh, I think Ray Wilkins said, he said, you're the best volleyer I've ever seen in the game. You know, and uh, that's great. Coming from somebody like Ray Wilkins, bless his heart. But you just look at it and you think, okay, can I improve on other aspects of the game? And then you look at the ones, and I scored a couple of headers, which people, you know, people say, oh, Cordy, you got shampoo. Yeah, I got shampoo, so I headed in this week. What was your impression when you faced United at Old Trafford with Millwall? Did you look at them and think that you possibly had something to add to that team? Well, we saw them in the, we saw them in the, in, I saw them in the second division. And I knew that they were a couple, I knew, you know, you talk amongst yourself as pros, but I knew that there was something, there was something, uh, there was something missing in the team. Although they walked the second division, they walked it. Yeah. Um, there was something, and then you, di- you, you didn't really, you didn't really bargain for, you know. Saying you sit there as a as a, as a pro, you say, "Tell what we played tonight." My God, don't they move the ball around? I mean, these players know how to play, and it, it, you want to play in that level. You want to get to that level. You want, and then you knew it's oh, they'll win this league. They'll, they'll be back in the first division. They, they should give it to them now, you know, because they were beating teams three, four nil. They were going away to ten thousand supporters. I think the only thing that the, the, the second division didn't didn't like was when United won promotion. They took all the supporters away from the away grounds. You know, Oxford would get four thousand people or ten thousand people. With United, it's fourteen, fifteen thousand. <laughs> let them stay in the second division what went through your mind in the Coventry game Gordon when Martin Buchan clipped you around the ear well I didn't expect it I mean today's football you know you get people having a go and you, you get all this respect and I have nothing but 100% respect and he'd become a very he'd become a good friend you know we got to know each other quite well even after football um, and basically what it was was I didn't pick up the player I, I looked at the player and for me 
and I, yeah. you know, and we became friends after that. But everybody talks about oh, clipping, clipping around the area. You know. Hey, I, I won't be the first, and I'm sure that we've seen many others. Do you think he overstepped his mark that day as captain? I'm curious to ask, are, no. th- are things like that no. left on the pitch? No, because he was next to me. He, 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 his, he, his frustration was a split-second decision on the way back. If it had been 15 yards away, I'd have got a mouthful. He didn't pick up your man, effing this, that, you. That's, but he was, he was there, and for him to pass me without me doing something, that frustrated him. It's just like... When he's when he when he's up front, when he came up front, which was not too much many times, thank God. Yeah. But when he came up front, you know, it's like don't you know you, you try not to give it to a defender like that because it most probably hit the floodlights. But you you you, you know, hey, pass it, pass it, and he doesn't pass it, and he tries to shoot, and he hits the floodlights. It's the same scenario, you know. You you don't. I was upset at the time. Just to say that, I was upset at the time, but, you know, I understood, of course, the media and everybody made a big, big thing of it, but hey, that was me being lazy. You touched on Tommy Doherty there a moment ago, so I'm going to stick with that for a minute, if that's all right. Um, Yeah, yeah. Now the time has passed and you reflect, how do you view Tommy? Do you think he should have been sacked? No, no. No, I I, I looked at it, I saw saw Sammy Mack. Uh, me and Sammy tried to grab a holiday because it, when the season finished, he was normally called up for, for, your, for your country and they normally went on the tour. And we went on the tour and then we'd come back from the tour. I was Australia and New Zealand and came back from the tour and we only had about two weeks left before reporting back to training. So the, so, so the boss said, yeah, you guys that have been international, have another week, grab a, grab a break, come back. Well did and we picked up a, an off-the-shelf package to Ibiza. I didn't know that Sammy was going to be there so I was there walking along the beach and then all of a sudden Sam was lying down and all of a sudden he looked up and said hey Ellie and, he's, and I, he said yeah the boss has been sacked and I went why and then he said he's been having an affair with Mary Brown for the last two years which we knew nothing about absolutely nothing about it was you know and and it was an affair. It happened. It shouldn't have happened. But I don't think he should have lost his job for it. I think, you know, that, yeah, okay, they've got their standards. But would, I think, would they have done that to Ron Atkinson? Would they have done that to Alex Ferguson? You know, it, it, all, it all goes out there as the $64 million question. You know, if we had, if we hadn't have got the sack, we would have, we would have, gone on to win the league I know that you know and everybody says oh yeah you can say that now but in your heart of hearts we knew that we were good enough to take the European Cup we were good enough to take the league because we proved it we proved it for the last two seasons prior to that personal stuff aside from your own perspective what was it like to work under Tommy well the word has always been it's been a likeable rogue you know he, he wanted his football he loved his football. He wanted to play entertaining football. He'd he, he, he had success at Chelsea Villa and it's got the manager. So, you know, you look at it and you, you t- see the type of football that he wanted to play. And then he had the, then I think what he what he did, he'd he done well because he changed the style um, and started to say, well, okay, fine, I'm going for younger players. And he got Stevie, he got myself, uh, Weedy, 
with Dave McCreary, you know, uh, Jimmy Nickel. I mean, you're talking about some really, really good quality players that would work their asses off and actually be with you as well. And you, you, you had this camaraderie where you had everybody in around about the same age. Yeah. So the team was ready for about six. We were ready to play for about you know well, as many years as we possibly could together. You know, we were we were we were looking at players. You know, but the boss would say now and then he said, "I'm interested in this player or this player." But then he'd have to look at them very carefully to see if they would fit into the way that we played. We played a hundred mile an hour football, but controlled. We knew everybody said, "Oh, you're attacking team." Yeah, but we also could defend when we needed to. I think United were making good strides under Doherty, and for me, yeah. the, the sacking of Doc, the sacking of Doherty was a huge setback in their progress. Yes, they come from from being second division. Uh, he had to come in. He had to get rid of the top players that were his top players. He had to say, "Enough's enough. Thank you very much. Bye bye. We're going to move you on and everything else." People didn't like it. People didn't. You know, people had their say in the papers about it, but you know, fresh blood came in. Um, we were second division. Uh, they came up from the second division, and, and they and they produced it. And then we, we we produced it in the first division. We were we were we, we were gutted. Everybody knew that we were ready to do some damage. And I think even Liverpool, you know, who, who were a great side in them days, you know, and, and without shadow of a doubt, were the best side around. And uh, Bill Shankly said there's a team from up the East Lanks Road that will be coming for us and taking the title. And uh, when this blew up, it was like, it's like putting a bomb right in the middle of it and saying, now you've got five seconds to get out of there. Uh, we couldn't get out. We just, we, we had to suffer it. And then the club said, thank you, terminate. And then they, they brought in, you know, Dave Sexton, God rest his soul, who's the most, well, to me, too deep. We we weren't that we weren't that deep type of team, you know. And his football was very. Uh, some of the training sessions was awful. Well, not awful, but something that I couldn't get used to. I, I think the biggest thing was when I knew like, something was wrong. When after a training session, we 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 came in and I sat down. He asked me to come up to the office, and I went up the office and sat there. And he started to show the Hungarian film where they beat England 8-2 and they said this is what I want you to try and do and I, and I looked at them and I went they're Hungarian that's not the way that I play you wanted me to you want me to stop 20 goals but you want me to score your 25 goals I said you ask Stevie to stop 20 goals he will do that but he'll only score your 5 goals because we're that's why we get on so well because we're totally different players Trying to have that talk, I think I, I, I was I wasn't going nowhere with it. I was on a losing battle, and um, I knew that that I, I didn't know the cards were on the table. No, didn't know that at all. I thought leading goal scorer at the time when I left, I just, people just scratched their heads. I couldn't believe it. I really couldn't believe it. But it happened, and I had to move on. And, and I went to Tommy Dock, who was at Derby County, who at that time was with the league champions. Hi, this is Ken Doherty, and you're listening to Red Devil Talk, the podcast with Jimmy Williams. Obviously, you were the top scorer the season before, so can you yeah. can you expand on the situation with Sexton? I mean, what were your emotions 
when you found out the club oh. was going to sell you? Yeah, I was gobsmacked because I just, yeah, I was, I was uh, 23, 20, yeah, 23, and I was, I was getting ready for the, uh, I was on the tour, I remember, I was on the tour to, um, was, Bobby Robson was the England manager, get, getting ready for the 82, and I was ready. And I was, and he said to me, he said to me, great. I, just, I, I was the leading goal scorer on the England tour, and I said, great. And it's the likes of uh, uh, Mariner and, and players that were going to be playing in the '82 World Cup. Uh, and I was, I was, you know, like boss said to me, we've got Poland in the Europeans. You know, I said, oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. Um, and then, um, then I done my knee in. I had a knee injury, which. Uh, it's like people talk about, oh yeah, you're on top of the club, but they don't realise how far, it, you know, how quickly you can go to the bottom. How quickly, you know, one minute you're a, you're a, you're a, you're a, you're a superstar, so to speak. You're a star. The next minute you've got a plaster on your leg, and you're wondering if you ever play top class football again. One of the most hair raising, one of the most horrible things I've ever been through. I just have two or three more questions because I, pre- I appreciate you meeting at 10 o'clock. Do you have any regrets from your career, Gordon? No. I think I, the only regret, I had one injury, and that was my knee. Yeah. And, I, and people say, God, God knows what you would have done without that knee injury. I, there was nothing in front of me. I was just going to go. I, 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 you know, I think sometimes you think you're infallible and you think you're going to uh, last forever. But football has a funny way of saying it can it can give it, and it can also take it away. I don't think it's it, it doesn't come down to the financial side. It comes down personality side. You know, you, you, you could be earning twenty grand sitting on the bench, but you'd rather be on the field than that twenty grand. I know that I felt that way. I wanted to be on the field all the time. I wanted to go out. I I, I wanted. To, I was born to entertain. And I was, I, I, I was, I was, it was too early. And when I'd done my knee, I, 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 it was something that my body was completely fit, except my knee didn't, my knee didn't function. That made me think, and funny enough, I've got, now I've just had my new knee put in and I can feel it very well. I, I, I feel good. You know, yeah. it's like I'm feeling whole again. Um, I've had 30, 40 years of the knee being constantly bent, arthritis and everything else, and, and I had a new knee about three months ago, and I really I really worked hard to get it fit. And I look back and I say, was I really feeling like this when I never had an injury? And I just, I wasn't worried about anybody. I wasn't worried about any defenders. Juventus tried it, they put their best. It, nothing, nothing, nothing dented me at all. Except when, and it wasn't anybody's fault, but it, 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 it psychologically, wow, it, it took me 11 to 18 months to get back. I lost my England position. Uh, I couldn't get that yard that I had. I couldn't turn. Now I can turn. I had a new knee, but I can turn. I can run. I can kick a ball. And, you know, so after all those years, I just think, wow. You know, pity this technology wasn't yeah. 30, 40 years ago. But I wouldn't regret anything. I wouldn't regret anything. I met some great people. I met some fantastic players. I played against the best. 
I've held my own against the best. And I just, me deep down, I wish I could have shown it for another six, seven, eight, ten years. You mentioned the best there. Who for you was the best that you played with and against? Well, George became a good, George was a friend. Jimmy Murphy was a good friend. I used to sit, so Matt, I used to talk with him, even though as a young pup, I used to love listening to him and talking. Uh, Tommy Dock was, was always behind you, but knew that he had to, if he had to, if he had to put the knife in, he would put the knife in. He was, uh, he'd tell you to your face, he'd put, he, instead of someone knifing you in the back, like Sexton, he'd put the knife in the front and tell you he's done it. <laughs> <laughs> so You'd appreciate that more. Yeah, absolutely. You more respect I've always, for that. I've always been honest. I've always given what I've got. I never played for money. I, I you know, I always played because of the game. I loved the game to pieces, and I, 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 I'm now a pro coach over in the states with my own academy, and I do the same with my players. And you know, I can't, I, I can't, I can't teach what I did. The young players coming through, I can't teach what I did. It, it comes along, and and what I do get is I love watching Messi because it reminds me of me when I was much younger when I was flowing and everything else but you know I just I just you know I, there's no regrets none, none at all I met some great people and uh, you know I've got, got a lovely son out of it a lovely son and daughter out of it so turn out okay yeah they're fabulous my boy lives in Seattle and my daughter lives in Barnsley uh, she's a she's a nurse so she's got my 100%, you know, I love it. Love every, I love all the health workers to death, what they're doing. Where do you think Manchester United are as a club at the moment? Still searching. Do you think Solskjaer is the man? Still, yeah. Um, I wish Ollie all the very best. I think he went in, um, I, I think they put him in there to maybe stop the halt of people, you know, turning around. But to me, Ollie still has a lot to learn. I don't, I, I look at the backroom staff. I think they still got a lot to learn. I don't think that that you know some of them. You know, I look at it now, and I, I I look at some of the results. And of course, it's always one man's meat's another person's poison. But you know, he's weathered the storm. Um, now we're going to have to see when he comes back exactly what uh, what's been doing in this you know in this in this uh, in this horrible virus time. And see exactly how the players respond. And, you know, I get frustrated when players turn around and complain that they've got to come back to no people, no supporters. And I would like them to remind. I'd like to remind them that when you're reserve team player and you go to somewhere like Bristol on a Thursday afternoon, freezing cold, and there's nobody there except one man and his dog, you've got to play. You have to play to get yourself back in the first team. Just remember that. That's what you're doing now. I think the power of so, the power of the so, modern player never is staggering. You know, yes. And and now you know, they they've got to realise that the prima donnas have got to get off their got to get off their high horses and stop thinking that they're the bee's knees and get the job done and and, and, and knuckle down because it's been, it's it's a hard time for everybody. And once the supporters come back in, you know they should be they should be looking at something a little, you know, uh, that they've missed. And and as I said, I think that Ollie has got a, a chance. Um, I think Edward would has given him a chance. Everybody's up and down about Edward. You can't you can't change the directorship. You 
can't change the ownership unless you've got four billion dollars, four billion pounds. So let him get on with it. Give him a fair crack and a win. Garden, thanks very much. You're a gentleman. No, that's absolute pleasure. I've got ten minutes to get inside from the meeting, but I'd like to wish everybody, everybody, you know, just patience and calmness, and let's see what let's see what comes out of it, and let's see what comes back to perform at Old Trafford because it, it is truly a theatre of dreams, and I lived the dream, and I'm still living the dream at sixty six, and I don't think I'll ever stop because number one. I can't be anything else now. I'm a red. I have a red. I have my, my club. My brooch is red. You know, um, I have tons and tons of friends that, you know, unfortunate you lose. And um, I just wish everybody, you know, like, hey, let's get back. Let's support. Let's get behind everybody. And let's have a, let's, let's get back to the winning days. And God be with us and we get rid of this virus. And then we can start concentrating on some decent football again. I couldn't agree more. It's been a pleasure. Absolute pleasure. At any time, just give me a give me a call. Will of course. All the best, Gordon. Thanks very much. Thank Take you. Gary Pallister calling for it. James can only fist it. It comes for Cantona. I don't believe it. Well left by York. Fed by Cole. Back to Andy Cole for Dwight York. Fantastic goal for Manchester United. Manchester United score. They always score.